are listening to the Might See TV podcast. I'm your host, Brian Finley, and this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite TV shows of the past and the present. Today, we talk to David and Annie Flora. Annie and David have selected one of their favorite series of all time, Star Trek The Next Generation. Good. How are you guys doing? Good. 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 Well, uh, welcome to the Must See TV podcast. Uh, we have two very special guests with us today. Uh, we have, you guys can introduce yourselves, actually. I'm Annie Flora. I'm David Flora. That's that's right. See, I was actually, the reason why I suddenly was like, you need to introduce yourselves is because I was about to say Annie Rikes, yeah. which is your maiden name. And then I was like, oh, oh no, that's not. And I still call you Annie Rikes. Yeah. Like, I do too. In my, I know, yeah, in my I head. I do too as well. So you're not alone. And yeah. like a lot of people at work call me that and we just got new software and they like registered registered my name under that yeah and i'm just like you can't stop. and i feel like i need to correct them because i'm like no that's not my name but then i haven't legally changed it yet <laughs> yes so then i feel like i can't be like that's not my name because they're like is it not your name and then i'm like well okay <laughs> technically <laughs> uh well it's exciting today because we are talking about a fun show that you guys both love i believe you both love uh and that is star trek the next generation uh, so you guys are big fans? We are. Yeah. We are. Uh, here's here's a fun fact about me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally unrelated to Star Trek. Totally unrelated. <laughs> I'm really good at rock climbing. No. Um, yeah, well, and before not. even... I Well, also, uh, I met David and Annie through, through the world of improv, which is pretty exciting. That's one fun fact. But now we should hear about your... Fun fact of <laughs> about uh, Star Trek, well, if it is. Well, it is about it. So my very first crush, when you know when you have crushes when you're like four, when you're like first learn, like you're like I have a crush too. That was on Spock. So Spock was my first crush. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. How? I don't know. You just was so great. <laughs> I found him to be like the strangest looking man in the world as a child. Yeah. I mean, he had the pointy ears. I know, and I was just like, that's adorable. Really? <laughs> but wasn't he, like, considerably older? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Leonard Nimoy's dead now. He is dead now. I was very sad. But he was... I mean, when we watched it as a child, he would have been, what, 40, 30? Probably. Probably at least. Yeah. At least. I guess you were watching him when he was young in the yeah. Star Trek. But original. my crush never left. So even when I was like a teenager and he was like old, I was just like, Spock's great. <laughs> and then I had when I was uh, I don't know I guess early teens, I had a crush on Data. You, you'll no. see a pattern. <laughs> you'll start to see a pattern with <laughs> oh my crushes God. in Star Trek. <laughs> How and it is makes this me wonder possible? Like, what 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 am I doing with my life? <laughs> so wait, she married me. What <laughs> what what age did you start? Did you start with Star Trek? At what age? I guess I well, like Star Trek is one of my 
earliest memories. Like, my... Oh, new fun fact. <laughs> so, Star Trek Four. That's we're talking original series. Um, the fourth movie, which is known as the Whale Movie, <laughs> it's where they go back in time to save whales. Uh, the what's the subtitle of it actually called? Do you know? The Journey Home. Journey Home. Is that the one? Okay. I think so. Yeah. And or yeah. Um, and the woman, there's a there's a main woman. She she's famous from I don't know if you ever do this episode, Seventh Heaven. Oh. You know the mom in Seventh Heaven? I know who you mean. I don't know her name. Yeah, but yeah. so that actress, she was the lead, like, lady character in in this movie. She went to St. Mary's College, where my mom went. Yeah. So my mom, I want to say her name's like Catherine Hicks. That that actually sounds right. So, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, so my mom, my mom knew her. Whoa. Not like, well. So you're kind of connected to the world of Star Trek. Pretty, pretty closely. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you say you were five when you started watching this? Yeah. Or, okay, so it, it was young. Yeah, I was young, and, um, and my older brother really liked Star Trek, and um, and he was the coolest. My mom really liked Star Trek. I guess my yeah. family likes Star Trek is what fam. I should, <laughs> what <laughs> should say. <laughs> What about you, David? I, mine started with The Next Generation, and mm. I remember watching it uh, as a, probably as a middle schooler, um, and and it would just be on uh, our Fox channel, you know, whatever, when we got it, because that was, that was basically what all the cool shows uh, were mm. on, the good cartoons and the, then the good shows in the evening and stuff, and I just remember it would come on at like, I think... 10 or maybe 11.30 or something after the news or, you know, um, and I, I remember falling asleep watching it and stuff and it was, it was always the next generation and, uh, I just, I really liked, um, watching it and the characters, I didn't have any crushes, I don't think. On anybody? No, I'm Indiana Troy. No, or Whoopi. I, Whoopi, was I mean, Whoopi. Whoopi was there. Whoopi was there. Whoopi really, you know, turned some heads. But you know, I was. <laughs> I think I was too young to. I, I mean, I. It's not like I was four and crushing on. Yeah, I don't think most people <laughs> watch Star Trek for the crushes. And if you do hear about a Star Trek crush, it was usually William Shatner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if there's yeah, gonna be William one. William Shatner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. But and I think a lot of people have crushes on Spock. No. <laughs> you are like, you are the first person in the world that I have ever heard of to have a crush on Spock. I find that hard to <laughs> Well, we're going to find out. I bet there's like websites dedicated to like Spock. Like, but like yeah. crushes Probably. on Spock. Yeah. Or like YouTube channels where it's like set to like, you know, some heart endearing type of music and yeah. like just moments with Spock. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh I was very confused by who Spock was as a child because I had heard of Dr. Spock, mm-hmm. who is the man who wrote about raising children. Yeah. And I always was very confused about who was Dr. Spock. Yeah. And I thought he was Dr. Spock, but I knew he wasn't writing books about children, but he's Mr. Spock. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Do we know his first name? Does he even have a first name? I don't know his first name. I, if he has a first, first name, I have a terrible crush. <laughs> some crush. 
Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, you mentioned Star Trek was on so late. Or it was on at like 10.30 at night, mm-hmm. 11 o'clock at night. Uh, it was, the Next Generation is one of those shows that was just in syndication. Yeah. So it wasn't on in terms of, you know, being on between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. in Central Time Zone, which is always fascinating to me uh, that it has, like, the huge fan base that it does. Mm -hmm. And it was a show that did not fall within what is standard. Yeah, yeah. It's not something that you, everybody got around the TV at Sunday night and, you know, watched the... uh the next episode that was coming out and stuff. No, you had to, like... It was on at odd times. I And I feel those shows in syndication were the ones that could be easily preempted, that you'd, like, wait to watch at 10.30 on a Sunday, and then suddenly it's like, no, it's not on. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what? But I, I stayed up for this. <laughs> this is why I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's... The Next Generation obviously comes after Star Trek. Do you have, do either of you have a preference between the two shows, like a strong preference of like, well, this is where it's at? <laughs> I mean, I would I would say The Next Generation is the one that I've watched the most. You know, like, because I feel like we've kind of revisited the, the mm-hmm. original and I was like, this is a silly show. Like, because yeah. <laughs> I think I watched the movies mostly of the original. Um, especially the fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it had a lot of Spock. Well, it had, it had a lot of Spock, and he was, like, on Earth, and he was in, uh, in a robe. No, but that's like, it's just, like, it's a very feel-good movie. Uh, yeah. And it's, like, something my mom watched a lot. And my mom likes to watch the same movie over and over again. Yeah. Um, and, and that was one of the movies she would watch a lot. So, like, it's kind of, like, part of my childhood. So I still really get excited about watching that movie. Yeah. But I feel like if I was going to walk into a room and a show was going to be on, I think I'd be like, yeah, next generation. Like, I don't know. Like, well, especially after what, the second season? Yeah. Cause there's, so with next generation, you have bearded Riker and you have not bearded Riker. Got it. Whenever an episode, not in that order. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Not bearded Riker comes first. Okay. Like the first season pretty season, much. Yeah. He doesn't have a beard. Yeah. And so whenever you watch the show and Riker walks on and he doesn't have a beard. You kind and of like, ground. this is early stuff and it's yeah. probably not going to be that great. <laughs> Got and it. Then, but then if Riker walks on and he has a beard, you're like, there's a better chance this is going to be good. <laughs> oh. I um, would... Oh, no, go. Oh, sorry. It was... Um, I, I would always say Next Generation is... I, I would pick 10 out of 10 times. Uh... And I think it's probably because it was the first one that I started with or the first one that I was exposed to. And then I feel like I tried watching the original series and I didn't hate it, but I, I disliked it. Uh, and then we we just watched some, I think we we would just turn on BBC America. And then this was in the past year or two that, you know, when we were doing that. And and it would they, they started playing it on there and we would just go ahead and watch it. And they were just so goofy and <laughs> we were like, you know, this, this isn't as bad as I thought, but it's still kind of, kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, next generation seemed like they really honed in on, uh, plots and characters and the acting of the show itself. So, um, 
and then it, it ran for so long too, you know, they had a lot of time to develop stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we're just now, we, we just went through deep space nine and now we're working on Voyager and yeah. what actually, a, I guess we'll watch enterprise. Yeah, and sure. It's and been a long beyond. Time. Is it, is there one called beyond? That's or a new one? Yeah. That's a, a movie. Oh. That was, that's oh. one of the new movies. Oh, but, um, discovery is the, the is the new one. Yeah. And, since it's so exclusive, yeah, we haven't watched it yet. Just we don't. It's we don't want to get CBS on all access, but we'll eventually. Yeah, I'm we'll, sure we'll at figure some it point sometime. we will watch it. Well, and the the shows used to connect more to the movies, like at least in terms of cast, like Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, Quinto, however you say his name. Yeah. They are not in the TV series ever and they've created they mean they're they're Spock and Kirk so it's sort of a whole rebranding of the franchise Um, well I think the series is supposed to be a prequel to all of it the 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 very new show the new one Discovery is I think before it's it's like after Enterprise before Next Generation before original series maybe maybe it's somewhere. I, I don't know why I brought something up that I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, quite it's all prequel. right. No, it's not. That's it's quite afterwards. all right. It's, it's the it's prequel that comes after that one. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, where it was, but, uh, but uh, I, I've heard good things. All of the must-see TV podcast fans will be writing in to, I know, let, like, to <laughs> let you know. We know. We can Google it yeah. if we really want to find it out, um, which is the truth. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh. I, I will just say for listeners, in case they are going to write it in really, I, I never... Listener. <laughs> when I listen to myself and want to write in, Annie, why did you say that? Um, no, that I am not a good nerd. Like, I enjoy all the nerdy things. Like, yeah. I enjoy Star Wars and Doctor Who and Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and whatever else you consider, like, like the Marvel movies and everything. Like, I enjoy nerdy things. But, like, if there was a trivia night and it was, like, all answered these nerdy questions, I'd be like, I don't know. I just you, don't know. I, I take, you don't know the details. I don't remember. Like, I watch all of it. I've seen enough Star Trek to be like, yeah, I'm a nerd. But then I'm just like, when, I, when I'm around other nerds, we're like, let's test that. It's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it goes. I, I totally understand it. Uh, so today, I mean, we've been talking a bit, but we're also going to be really talking a lot about one particular episode, uh, which happens to be either Annie or David's or both of theirs jointly, uh, their favorite episode. Uh, it's called Ship in a Bottle, (laughs) and it is the 138th episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, it's from season six, and it's episode 12, which shocked me, because who picks an episode from season six? <laughs> you know, usually by season six, you're like, well, the show's gone downhill. Yeah. It's, true. it's not really worth watching. So I was in complete shock, because I have it on Hulu. All right, I watched it through Hulu, and I go, and I was gonna, I was gonna Google like which episode is it, but I knew the name of it, so I go and I go to season one, and I'm scrolling, <laughs> and it's not there. I I scrolled all the way to get to it. Wow. 
as well. So. That's a little scrolling. That's a little scrolling. <laughs> um, this is a side note. No, lots of so, side So, uh, for Deep Space Nine, most fans will agree that it doesn't get good until, like, season six. Well, I mean, like, probably, like, they'll say season four or five. But, yeah. like, it was a show that, like, most people are like, like, we're, with Next Generation, we're like, yeah, the first one to two seasons uh, aren't Getting its footing. Ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yes. know, like, they have some good episodes, but, like, yeah, getting its footing. But, like, with... Deep Space Nine, I feel like the first, like, four seasons are, like, it's figuring something out, and then, like, season five is, just, like, then it, like, it, the last, like, two, three seasons, I don't know how many seasons it has. But, <laughs> it could like, have one season, but <laughs> by the last episode. <laughs> the last it was just fan fiction for six seasons. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's one where I would be surprised if somebody said anything in the, top, the first, like, three seasons yeah. as their favorite episode. It, it did take a long time it to took, get traction. They'll, they'll say it, it, it isn't until Worf comes on and they get the Defiant, basically. And that, oh, yeah, that, Worf comes back for yeah. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, oh. I mean... Only we're, we're getting out of our uh, no. out of our territory. Guess, Only but. Star Trek fans will though make sure that a bad show stays on for four years until it might get no. I'm sure you thought it was a decent show, but you know, not often do we get to see four seasons of a show and four seasons that aren't good, maybe. Yeah. And then there it goes. Well, those Star Trek fans that kept Next Generation on because even though they're probably the most critical and being like, you're ruining Star Trek, they were also like, but don't you dare cancel it. We yeah. need something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they, they lost, like, all their writers and stuff. And, like, Crusher quit after the first season and then was replaced by this other person for the second season who was actually in a couple episodes of the original. Like, she was the doctor, and she hated being on it. Like, she is very vocal about how much she hated being on The Next Generation. And then somehow they convinced Crusher to come back for the third season. I think um, Patrick Stewart like mm-hmm. helped talk her into it because he's like, come on, you Star Trek with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody liked The the Doctor in uh, season two of <laughs> Pulaski, is her name. Um, I don't think anybody liked her in Next Generation. Yeah. I've never heard anybody that's said anything positive about uh, about her. Well, now our one listener is going to <laughs> right. write in about their My love for Pulaski. <laughs> but, but Ship in a Bottle is, I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily uh, our favorite favorite, but like, I think it, it showcases a lot of what the show has to offer. And, and so we, we had a lot of fun um, re-watching it. But it was just one that kind of stuck out that ticked a lot of boxes. But like you were saying, I mean, Next Generation has a bunch of really good episodes sprinkled throughout it. And a lot of the fans' top lists for episodes will include the the very last episode of it. The, the, the series finale is, is usually on the top, you know five or ten best episodes lists. Yeah. Um, Can we just talk about some of the episodes we didn't pick just briefly before we get Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers galore, too, well, uh, because, is fine. Um, with Star Trek, like, when we were thinking, like, what's a quintessential, like, Star Trek episode? Uh, and so the episode we pick is a, a holodeck 
episode yes. because mm-hmm. like you gotta go with the holodeck but other things that we didn't end up going with is like Q you know Q is this like super all powerful godlike character he's actually in the first episode mm-hmm. um, and I think he appears like in every Star Trek spinoff like I mean at least he's in well, he was in Voyager that one, but I don't, I don't remember him in that Maybe one. Maybe not. But anyway, but like, so like, we're just like, oh, a Q episode, you gotta do that. But then we're like, oh, a holodeck episode, you gotta do that. And then there's also the Picard, Borg, uh, like mm-hmm. the Borgs in general, that's mm-hmm. a villain that wants to assimilate everyone. Like, that's kind of like, and, and so we, we, those were like the other ones that were like, oh, that's something we should do, um, uh. And then there's one where, what's it called? Where he's on a planet and he can't talk to the alien. He's like, uh, Dar- Darmok and yeah. Tanagra. Um, there's, yeah, there's a, it, it's a really good one for um, a lot of what Star Trek, like, aims for in storytelling and, and the world, I guess, that they encompass because uh, it's all about Picard, um, Patrick Stewart, being on stranded on this planet with another, with an alien a captain, but the alien species communicates only in like phrases. Yeah. Basically, they've eliminated the small words that we still need to use. Either that, or just never developed it. So, so the way they talk would be like, um, "This person at this battle, you know, this person um, is is victorious, or something like that." And and then like in the in, in being stranded with this alien, uh, Picard has to kind of figure out what the communication and, you know, and, and so it showcases like the diplomacy and like uh, not getting mad or, you know, that you can't communicate or it's not a way you're, you're used to. And then they end up having to fight this, you know, other alien creature that uh, is threatening both of them. And, and it's, a, it's a really good yeah, episode. yeah. A lot of the um, like top ten episodes are like Picard episodes because like there's that episode. There's an episode where he's tortured a whole bunch and he keeps being like, ah, "There are three lights!" Like that's the big thing he keeps yelling because they're trying to get him to say there are four lights. So or the other way around. Something like I that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm terrible. You don't know the details. <laughs> but like there's that, and then there's another one where he gets like zapped or something like that. And he lives, like, this entire lifespan on this alien planet where he's, like, married and becomes a grandfather and all this. And then, like, at the end of the episode, they're like, none of those are you. Yeah, like, yeah, he's waking <laughs> up. And and, and then, but, but he, like, knows how to play the tin whistle now and yeah. stuff. It's like, <laughs> wow. Because he had, like, this whole other life. So, like, like yeah. That one bothers me for some reason. Like, I, I, it disturbs me. Well, like, I think like, it's a good episode, but. Yeah, it's kind of like a bummer. I'm it's like, like, yikes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do they. Do they ever bring it back up that he can play the tin whistle? I feel Sometimes. like, yeah, he oh, okay. He, yeah. I'm surprised. I thought it'd be one of those shows where, like, oh, this happened that week, but now we've kind of just yeah. forgotten that this <laughs> happened. for the most part. That, but yeah, yeah I think more... he like every now and then it'll show him just kind of like, like you know, and then somebody will just be like, Captain, we need to say, and yeah. But we have talked about how like week to week. The crew is really unfazed by what happened, you know, because like something terrible will happen to someone like every week, and then the next week they they're, they're like fine, right? Life is fine, they're back to neutral, you know. Like we're like I feel like if I was on a spaceship 
were like horrible things. Like all of a sudden, I was taken over, or I turned into a fish. Or you or had like, to like blow uh, up your 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 like parallel universe self. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but then it's just like you're fine. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like just like a nervous wreck by the end. Be like, God, get me off a spaceship. Oh, everyone's everyone's very comfortable yeah. on the on the ship for the most. Even when they're in distress, they still seem pretty comfortable. Uh, in terms of this, it starts with Data and LaForge. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And they're in the holodeck. And Data is... I didn't know they were in the holodeck. I've seen so many images of Data as Sherlock Holmes. Hmm. So I was... When it was starting, I was like, great. We've got to watch Data be Sherlock Holmes for an entire episode. Because there are episodes like that, yep, right? there are. Yeah. And I was like, oh, of course this is what they picked. <laughs> And I was not looking forward to it. And he is, there he is. He is having fun with him and LaForge. And they're being their characters in the holodeck. And they're talking to some man. And then Data tries to prove, or he proves something by throwing something at the man, like a ball. And he's like, and you're left-handed. But it turns out the man caught it with his right hand. So this means something's wrong. Something is wrong with the holodeck. And that's mm-hmm. what's great about holodeck episodes, is that there's always something wrong with yeah, the holodeck. Something goes wrong. It, like because the holodeck is this th- it, like is on the spaceship, and you can create whatever environment you want. And it's there's like a safety feature that's on where you can't actually get hurt. So if you get into like a shootout or whatever, none of the weapons actually hurt you. But every time there's a holodeck episode. Like that goes wrong, and every that time gets disabled, that gets and disabled, then... or you can't say like, end program. They're like, sorry, can't do it. You have to finish what's happening in the holodeck. <laughs> and I was just like, why would you use? Why would you even have this other ship? Because it's such it's a random thing that they have. Because yeah. <laughs> like, every episode is like the holodeck has taken over the ship. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you see Data dressed up as Sherlock Holmes, is that a big turn on? Because no, I know he's a crush, but like, does this ex- accentuate that? No. Is it up like, at a level? No. 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 You like standard no. data. Well, like, and is it yellow. Doesn't, it doesn't detract, but it doesn't like accentuate. Like, I'm not like, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. He's dressed like Sherlock Holmes. But uh, another thing I do love is so they can create this entire environment, but every time people go to or from the holodeck, they have to wear costumes. To, like, enter the environment. I'm like, why don't you just wear your normal clothes and then say, like, computer, put a holographic robe on me so that way when I leave the holodeck, I can just be back in my uniform. That's true. Like, that's that's something that, like, because it's, it's in all of it. Like, I'm just like, We were noticing it in Deep Space Nine and... Yeah. <laughs> so they're still doing it, or yeah. they were oh, yeah. still Voy- in the 90s. Voyager is all, you know, all about that. If I, as someone who has not followed the show, why is LaForge, what's going on with his eyes? Is that ever explained or do we just always accept that he's wearing... No, well, he's blind but the, that lets him see. Okay. And then it also enhances his vision so he can like be like, I can see radiation coming out of this panel. Like, he can say stuff like that. Got it. <laughs> I never knew, for yeah. sure. They they get, they get rid of it eventually. And like, not in the series, but in the movies... They're just like, screw this. He's got, like, ocular implant things in the side of his head, and and so he just puts in colored contacts now. 
And I'm like, that's like one of the most defining features, you know, costume-wise yeah. of, of a character. And why why would you want to get rid of that? Probably, probably because there were fans see. saying, like, how have they not come up with the correct technology? <laughs> I would say it's probably because LeVar Burton was like, I can't see through, like, a comb. Yeah. He also was probably like, I want to show my face. I'm in a mm. major movie and, yeah. like, I want people to finally recognize me. I I, uh, I was a fan of Reading Rainbow when I was a child. And, and that's him? And that's yep. him. Oh. Because, yeah, the name's yeah. familiar. I yeah. just didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just remember one time he did an episode. Of course, I forget all the details. <laughs> but he talked about it, and I think he did. It was like a... Um, a hairband or whatever, and he's like, "Boop, that's where the inspiration for these came from." Like, and he like he talked about it on Reading Rainbow. Oh, that must have been like a double treat for yeah, you, <laughs> Reading Rainbow and Star Trek yeah. all in one. I mean, it doesn't get that's, much better than that. <laughs> only only if Spock or Data had guest starred in the episode. Yeah, it's. <laughs> can't have too much happiness. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, then we get to meet this awful, annoying man <laughs> named, well, I, well, and you can fill me in on the plot points that I just didn't understand initially, but we meet Professor Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you big fans of the professor? He He's all right as far as villains go for the show. I mean, he's, he was, he's the Sherlock Holmes villain. But oh, is they, he in the Sherlock Holmes books called Professor Moriarty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and he's also well, in the shows how much I know. <laughs> Do you watch the the Benedict Cumberbatch? Show? I've seen like episode one. Okay. And I don't know ago. that he's in that. Yeah, so he much is. is he? Oh, episode one. Yeah. No, not episode one. He's in the series, but he's not in episode right. okay. one. He comes like. It's hard to know with that show because there's like eight episodes total. So there's mm-hmm. like episode three, episode yeah. seven. I don't know. But yeah, it was pretty good, as yeah. I recall. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, so he'll show up there. Liked too, it, ever. Liked it so, so much <laughs> I kept watching it. Well, okay. So Professor Moriarty is actually a character. Yeah, so he's from the Sherlock Holmes program in, in the, the world. Um, and Data wanted... Like, Data, in in a previous episode, Data played Sherlock Holmes, and the stories were too easy for him to solve. Data. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, uh, computer, make a Sherlock Holmes villain that is uh, as, at least as smart as Sherlock Holmes, if not smarter. Like, you know, make it make it a challenge for for data. Well, he, they even reference him in that episode where he's like, you asked to have a someone with a mind greater than data. Yeah. And so I became conscious of myself. Yeah, so so then, like, he, so he supposedly becomes self-aware in that first episode, but then Picard, like, promises him that, he, you know, they'll come back for him and, you know, help him... I don't know, escape the bounds of the hollow deck, basically. Yeah. So it does reference an older episode. And they yeah, were probably episode. like, just the writers were like, we'll never end up getting back to this. And then they're like, shoot. <laughs> yeah, what do we We've do? We've run week? out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> hollow deck episode. <laughs> and then somebody's sitting in the back like, you promised him. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> 
and and he's pretty mad. He's been left yeah. there for four years, and no one has come to see him. Yeah. So have they not been in the holodeck for like four years? Just that program, I yeah, think. Okay, program. so they've gone to the holodeck. Yeah, had other just not the there. Sherlock Holmes program. Yeah. yeah. Now, are there? A f- there's a few data Sherlock Holmes episodes, yes. though, right? Not at, just at least one. a couple. Okay. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I'd seen that image, but maybe it was just on the TV after something, and I just saw it. Actually, it was as far back as the second season, because Pulaski was in involved. Mm-hmm. And, and that must have been the first one, the first Sherlock Holmes one, right? Yeah. Because I think um, Dr. Pulaski, the one who didn't want to no be there, and no one wanted her to be there, <laughs> uh, she, she played a, a part and, and got all you know Victorian dressed up, and I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe she had fun doing that one, but uh, so it had to have been in the second season then yeah. that that came around. Yeah, so it literally was four years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I do I do feel like that was the like I feel like Data Sherlock Holmes was the most reoccurring of holodecks on Next Generation. Like when I think of holodecks, but maybe there's something else. But like it is reoccurring. That, as I have stated, I won't remember the details or how many times they do it. <laughs> That's true. And he, so he claims you've left me here for four years. And they could have called out, like, well, you haven't eaten in four years. You're clearly not real, but... That's what I would have done. <laughs> but I don't think it matters. He just meant he was conscious. Mm-hmm. Conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns out, uh, yeah, Picard, Data, and Barclay are all there. And, oh, uh, Barkley. Barkley. Do you recognize Barkley. him? Barkley. Barkley or Barkley? Barkley. Bar- Barkley. 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 Oh. Way. It doesn't matter. Good. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. He was not my him? favorite character uh, from this episode. Um, no. Who is he? He is Mad-Eye Murdoch? Is that what he's called? Mad Murdoch? Um, oh, yeah. from Harry Potter. From A-Team. Oh, I thought you meant Mad-Eye Moody. <laughs> Isn't well, there a Mad Eye Moody? No, it's not it's Murdoch. Just, it's Murdoch. It is Murdoch. I think it's just it. There's just no Mad Eye. Mad Eye's from Mad Harry Moody. Potter. <laughs> Long John Murdoch from A Team. I was Anyways. from Mad No, I never really watched A Team much. Oh, well, he's in it, so you can. When I when someone chooses that show, yeah, I will okay. be all over it. Um, so he's then, not usually in it. Yeah, he's. He, oh. He's in a handful like, of episodes. Yeah, That's like, good. Yeah, he well, like his episodes are always kooky. Like he's like this kind of neurotic guy, and crazy stuff always happens to him. It's kind of like his thing. Like this was like the least yeah. crazy for him, and most him. competent probably that he. Yeah, you <laughs> except for when he turned into like a god. Yeah. Because uh. <laughs> he's kind of like a germaphobe and it's like, oh, I think there's something wrong with me. And Dr. Crusher's like, get out of here. You know, like they're all kind of like, yeah. Kid, like he's clumsy and like awkward. awkward. He has a crush on Deanna Troy and 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 he also he he had a holodeck program himself where he was like, uh, he fought off LaForge and Riker and Picard as the Three Musketeers or something. I, yeah. Something like that. And then either, I think it was Deanna Troy was like, oh, you're my hero. Oh, let's, yeah. let's have hollow sex. Wow. Well, yeah, which is, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he's, he's not uh, a main, a main. So, like, if you're not liking him, that 
that's fine because he's not really in it that often. Oh, well, terrific. <laughs> um, but then uh, Moriarty leaves the holodeck, mm-hmm. and that is where things get crazy. <laughs> Uh, and even before that, just something I skipped over. Apparently, two planets are going to collide too. Yeah, they've got to add some some tension, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, because otherwise, Gray Moriarty has control. But who cares? Who cares? Space. Yeah. It's a big place. <laughs> um, he leaves the holodeck, and people are in shock. They mm-hmm. yeah. have never seen someone leave the holodeck. Mm-hmm. Not someone like Moriarty, who's made up in the holodeck. Yeah. So this is, I mean, you guys were probably stressed when you watched the first <laughs> time. Yeah, I, I'm very stressed out. I didn't know I what to do with myself. <laughs> As someone who was unfamiliar with the holodeck or what one was, I wasn't very stressed out. I was like, oh, there he goes. He walked out the door. What's the big deal? (laughs) cool with me. But when they threw the book and the book disappeared and like, that will happen to you, you weren't like, oh, it didn't. You're still just like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I was wondering when Data goes on the holodeck before as Sherlock Holmes, is he just in that one room the whole time? Or is he going around other places? Oh, you can go to other I don't know. Places. Oh, yeah, so it's like, like he was able to see other things in that's that. That's one thing that confuses me about the holodeck. Because they'll always be like computer and program. And then they're just like in this box room. That's not like yeah. that. Right big. where they were. Yeah. Yes. And so I don't know how that works. Because they'll, they'll go to like a jungle or like a... A cityscape or whatever, and walk and walk and walk, and I'm like, how does that work in the holodeck where it's just like, wouldn't you just walk and then like run into? Eventually, a wall? yeah. <laughs> like that. I've is never it is understood. it like a big moving treadmill kind of thing? Yeah, but like they don't. But show how do you? Yeah, how do you stay that? in one spot if you start running? Yeah. That so is I what I think was hard to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> I I did think similar things though. Like, well, how are they like getting around if they when you do find out? So eventually you find out like, uh oh, uh, they're all in the holodeck. Um, when they thought they had left the holodeck. Classic holodeck. Mm-hmm. Did you expect? Would you have expected that after watching the first four seasons? Or can you even tell me because this is like. You've watched it a few times, so you just know what to expect. No, because even though I've watched it a few times, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I remember that he leaves the holodeck, and I always forget how. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always just like, yeah, how do they justify that? Because they also, like, because, like, we're watching Voyager right now, and the Doctor is a, a hologram, um, and uh, he walks around all over the place. You know, like... But they've got... He he has a little thing on his uniform that is... Indicates he's a hologram? Well, it's, um... They they got a a hold of 29th century technology, and they're only in the 24th. Yeah. And and so they can't replicate it. Mm -hmm. They can't can't make another one of of that. So they're always worried about it getting damaged or, like, shorting out or... Something, but yet he he loves it because he doesn't have to stay in the medical bay the whole time. Yeah, he's just like wandering around, going on away missions, this and that. And then and then it'll like fritz, and he'll like kind of blink in and out, and then he'll, he'll be like, "You've got to get me back to the medical bay." Oh. And what I understand is that he's always like, 
or else I'll be deleted. Yeah. It's like, don't they have a backup? For, like, before you go on an away mission, wouldn't you be like, upload my program? And so then all that would happen <laughs> is that you forgot the last three hours. Like, that's what I would assume would happen. But yeah, it's not that dramatic if this man, if this hologram were to not function. Yeah. Right? Kind of, because, well, it's just a computer anyway. Yeah, but they... That's sometimes my issue with some... Uh, some sci-fi things yeah. like like in watching Westworld mm. I find it hard to like care about a character cuz I'm like well they're just <laughs> they're just a computer <laughs> like <laughs> I'm over it <laughs> but I don't know yeah. I mean yeah. you some people probably really care about Professor Moriarty yeah, well, like maybe, uh, maybe not him, but maybe this other hologram guy and and in Voyager. Yeah, you know, well, he's, yeah. he's one of the best characters, so you do kind of care about him, but you never really worry. That's the thing with Star Trek is, for the most part, no one dies. Yeah, like like there's one character in Voyager and one character in New Next Generation because there is a character in Next Generation. That dies. That dies. And there's one in Deep Space Nine, too. And there's one in Deep Space Nine. So I guess I guess they do. They kill kill one off in, like, all of their seasons. Whoa. But otherwise, it's just, like, everyone's, everything's fine. Like. <laughs> yeah, and if, and if somebody dies or multiple people die, you're like, oh, this is a time travel episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, like, once they're, like, oh, here's someone dies. It's like, no. What's, so what's the twist? <laughs> Yes, but with Moriarty, he he decides that he wants to get out and and explore, you know, his newfound self awareness or existence, I guess. And uh, the he he wants them to figure out how to safely make sure that he is alive now. He exists, right? And that he can leave, the and that he can there. leave, yeah. and and even leave the ship. Yeah, and they're like, we'll work on it, and he's just like. I'll do it myself, and then he leaves. And, and he gets he gets a companion. Yeah. His wife is yeah. That's the countess. The, that's the, the countess. Uh, um, and he's really impatient. Like the whole episode oh, yeah. is just about him being impatient because he's just like, now get my wife out of here. And they're like, we don't know how we could do that. And then he's just like, fine, I'll take over the ship. And now I'll fly you into a star, like you know, like he's yes. he's just incredible. So which he's going to disappear if they do that too. Yeah. But I guess yeah. it's his bargaining chip. Yeah. That's all. Um, the Countess, I will have you guys know, I recognized her. Oh really? Oh, yeah. From what? Oh, she plays uh, Dylan McKay's mother in Beverly Hills 90210. So <laughs> how about her that? name is Stephanie Beecham, and uh, I is recognized she really her. British. She is actually British. Okay, because I was going to say, if she were Californian, <laughs> if she were American, that was a hell of a British accent. But no, she's... Yeah, yeah she, she she's is good. She's the real deal. She's, yeah, she's, she's the countess. She fun. Yeah, she does a good job as the countess. Is this her only time? Is this the only time we see the countess? Because uh-huh. Moriarty's gone after this. This is it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know because... I don't think she was in the first one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. She was created for this one. And Moriarty's never coming back. This is it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know if he shows I don't know why I like, would... We're done exploring. We're back. Well... <laughs> Taking over the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, and like you were saying, so they figured out that... And it, and it was from that trick of uh, Data tossing something and, and somebody catching it with the wrong hand. 
it, yeah, it ties back to that, and I did not notice that. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that it happened again, or maybe I noticed it happened, and I think I so I read about the episode after, and I didn't realize maybe the first time he did it that they were like, oh, the holodeck's wrong, hmm. or something like that, and then that's how they equated it, though, because... Isn't someone maybe LaForge is right-handed? That's it, yeah. And because he... Did he catch something with his left hand? there, Or he yeah. did something. Yeah. And Data... Data caught on to it? Yeah, Data it? Okay. Data kind of had a... Uh, he saw he saw LaForge working on something with the wrong hand. And so Data, like, it showed him kind of, like, in consternation. Like, like oh, what is... And so he picks up and he's like... Uh, Jordy, catch this, and he just tosses it, and Jordy catches it in the wrong hand, and and then Data's like, Captain, here's here's what's going on. He's he's actually uh, right-handed, and and I noticed this, and so I don't think we've left the holodeck at all. Oh. Yeah, because they all think they're off the holodeck yes. in the ship working, as do we all. Yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. It seems like days have passed. <laughs> yeah, and then, but then they're like, no. But then I got confused at first because like. I thought that Jordy went back into the holodeck when the captain and, and Data and Barkley go back. And so then when they're like, Jordy's not real, I was like, wait, what? Like, I was like, but how come he's not real and you guys are? But, like, I guess he wasn't there when they no. came back to check the yeah, program yeah. again. So, like, I had a, like, what's happening moment because I wasn't paying enough attention. Yes. No, I, I can. And that's what I find hard about Star Trek in general is they will sometimes use these big words, not like, but like very technical words that I'm like, what are they talking about? Like at some point they talk about the Heisenberg something. (laughs) Do you remember this? In the episode, they're like the Heisenberg composts or I don't even know if it's the word compost that they, they use something and I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. And I just want to know what this Heisenberg whatever is and I I guess I'll never know but I get worried in my head like wait is this important should I know what this is yeah Yeah. is this is this what everybody knows and I'm just watching one episode yeah (laughs) but I feel like that stuff is usually the least important stuff and like even if you don't know what they're talking about they'll say something really technical and then they'll explain it like they all know what it is but they'll (laughs) still explain it to each other (laughs) yeah yeah, uh, and they. I think there's a a YouTube video. A lot of people have made YouTube videos of Next Generation and like just little tropes that that you find through it. And one of them, I think, is Jordy uh, LaForge just saying technical stuff over and over. Like, and like, I think we watched something where it was like Lavar Burton was like, "Yeah, I had to say." these tongue twister things <laughs> that are like equipment and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, data stuff. And, and yeah, he just goes on and on and it'll be scene after scene. And another one that, um, sort of happens in this one, but is, is fun is, uh, so Worf, who's the, the Klingon on the ship. Yes. Uh, he, they always tell him no, like he has an idea and they're like, no, Mr. Worf. That no. Yeah, they and just always say no to his idea, and there's like, it's like nine minutes long. There's because <laughs> it's so many episodes of being like, Captain, I think we should be like, and they're like, no, Mister Worf, like that's a bad idea, or or he'll be like, like oh, like wanting to like use his phaser on someone, or like don't do that, like. Yeah, <laughs> is it is it meant a bit comedically? 
Or sometimes, was it? Is it just to happen? I think to sometimes it is. Sometimes, but I think I think maybe they realized that like five seasons in, like oh wait, we always just say no to more. <laughs> so let's just keep <laughs> and, doing and it. Just keep doing it. Uh, and then another montage that you could watch is Riker sitting on chairs, because he does it by walking up to the back of a chair and then swinging his leg over it. And sitting down. So he's like mounting it, like, like a song. Oh, they call yeah. it the Riker maneuver. Yeah. And they say it's because he had a bad back, and they just didn't sit in a chair normally. But and I then there's know. the Picard maneuver where the little sweater jackets that they wear, he, he's always like adjusting it in the front, and which so the costumes it's, were just too small, perhaps. I, but I, I, I think they rode up when when you moved, and so then you just had to adjust, and and like. I think a fair number of them started doing it too, right? Yeah, yeah, I think other people did it too. But have you guys ever been in a Star Trek costume before? <laughs> I don't think so. I feel like any true fan would have at one point gotten to wear the outfit. I don't know if I got to wear the. I was in middle school or something, and we did like a Star Trek play. We did some like, or like, like a short thing. I don't know. Somehow I was in a Star Trek thing, and I got to play Spock, so it was probably, like, the best day of my life. And uh, Did you, like, look in the mirror and just have a crush on yourself <laughs> I, that day? I, I sure did. Well, the thing that was so crazy, I don't know what happened, because we started, like, we had one class, and I don't think we performed it anywhere, or maybe we did. No, I think it was just, like, a really great day in a theater class. Uh, but, like, we had the first day, and I was a door. <laughs> I was like spinning in and out as a door for people to walk through. Like me and another kid were, were like would stand next to each other, and whenever someone wanted to like enter, we would just like step out. Yeah, and that's how people got to like exit and enter scenes. And I was really angry because I thought I should be Spock. And then somehow the next day in class, I I don't know if that kid, whoever got to be Spock, was like sick that day, or what happened. But then wow. I got to be Spock. <laughs> It's not often a school puts on a Star Trek-themed play. But I don't think we performed it. Like, I think it was just like a, work on this for a few days in class, or maybe, I don't know, because... Sounds like an interesting (laughs) class that day. I don't think we, uh, I don't think I got a costume, and then, but then, for my uh, bridal shower, someone bought me Spock ears to wear during it. Which is perfect. It was Star Trek themed. It was a Star Trek themed bridal. Well, there you go. So, so I got Spock ears. The closest I I've come is sitting in Kirk's chair. Whoa, you you really is that the real chair? Well, it's it's I think it's It's the real chair, but it's it was at a um, an exhibit at a at a museum in Seattle when when we visited. Ooh. Uh, So we got to see a lot of yeah like costumes and um, props and stuff while we were there. And we got to go into a con box where you got to go like, God, and then you go see like a video of yourself doing it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's that kind of fun. Silly. Yeah. And they had a board thing where you could stand and be mm-hmm. assimilated. Not assimilated, but what is It's a regeneration, regeneration thing. Nice. And a, a Jeffrey's tube to... Oh, yeah. To crawl through. Crawl through. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about Jeffrey's tube. Oh, that's <laughs> another common Star Trek thing is that the ship's constantly, like, falling apart or <laughs> people are taking it over, and then they have to, like, walk through these tubes. Oh. Which is just, like, the little tunnels it, or whatever. Yeah, it's how you, you know, get like, around the innards of the ship and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I have seen the tunnels, I suppose. Yeah. 
Um, I did go to the movie theater for uh, Star Trek episode once, so that was... Whoa. I, I'm guessing other people might have been dressed up, but it was um, the, the Borg episode, the two-part Borg episode. Um, so I went to the movie theater and watched, watched oh. some Next Generation on the big screen. Yeah. I went to the movie theater and saw... And this was my first experience with Star Trek overall in my life. I saw Star Trek Generations. Mm. Uh, I did not know what was going on the entire time. <laughs> I think I was probably about 12. My friend invited me to a movie. <laughs> there probably wasn't much out. And he was a Star Trek fan, so I ended up at that. And doesn't that have like characters from Next Generation and the original mm-hmm. sort of meshing? They have... Um, um, Kirk's on there. I want. I want to say Scotty. At least Scotty, maybe Sulu, but I, I could be wrong. Maybe it just is Kirk. Yeah. Um. But I uh, yeah I I actually that's one of my favorite favorite ones because they have that crossover. I don't I, I don't know that a lot of people like that one. Yeah. Which surprises me, but that's well, only like because I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be fun if you were a fan and like yeah. that was the first time they crossed. I could totally see that. I think the first episode of The Next Generation has McCoy doing a cameo. Does it? He's just like this old man being like, I'm a general, I'm an admiral now. Like, he's just really old and he's a tiny little man. Like, and he's just like... He has just has like five lines to like Riker being like, "Get me to a shuttlecraft." I don't know, like. <laughs> there and there is one episode that Scotty is. Uh, but it's a bummer is in, of an in episode. that episode. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of sad. Jordy's like mean to Scotty. Jordy's a dick. Yeah. And uh, and and everybody just like, kind of dismissive and mean to Scotty. I'm like, why did you even do this episode? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, he and he ends up kind of like teach him a lesson at the end, I think. But for the most part, it was kind of like, Ugh. yeah, like it's just kind of like, why are you guys all being mean to Scotty? Stop oh. it! Scotty was missing part of his finger or his entire finger from going to World War Two and it getting too real. Too real. Too well, real it's for something it. happened. You know, like I don't yeah. know, shot off or what happened, and uh, so. He actually very rarely shows his entire hand because uh, he just doesn't want people to see his missing finger. Who knew? Well, you knew. I knew. <laughs> but I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, as people can guess, anyone would imagine uh, they end up okay on the ship, in mm, the ship yeah. in the bottle. Uh, Moriarty is still in the holodeck at the end with his wife, and they've been released on a ship. Mm-hmm. They think they're flying around. They aren't. And that's the end. Yeah. He lives happily ever after, I suppose. Pretty much. It's... it's. Well, what, I think what confuses me... So what happens is Moriarty tricks them into thinking that he can walk off of the holodeck by staying on the holodeck. But then they're like, well, now we'll trick him back and we'll use his trick on him and make him think he's off the holodeck even when he's still on it. But I'm just like, but was didn't he think that he was off of it and that's why she could get off of it? Like yeah. it kind of I, I don't yeah, I don't know if if he tricked them 
in into thinking that the holodeck was was not running and and he was you know real or because if he doesn't then that explains why they were able to then re-trick him yeah <laughs> but either way it's kind of like inception <laughs> in a way yeah. it's like uh holodeck within a holodeck and uh and so they they make him think that they are able to get his wife uh, to join him safely. And then they're like, okay, well, here's a shuttle for you. And, um, you know, go go explore and have fun. Live your life. Sorry for the trouble. And he flies off. And then and then Picard's like, computer in program. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they're back in the holodeck. And they put him, they have this little, like, data, data bank. And they put him in something where he says it can hold, like, you know so many tetra tetra gigabytes of memory or whatever so he has the whole universe to explore in there um so Uh, that's the ship in the bottle i guess mm -hmm. and that's essentially barkley or picard then says like hey you know we could for all we know be in be in a bottle he doesn't say those terms but we could and it's like oh my gosh this is where the matrix like basically came up with their whole plot. <laughs> I mean, it's not any different, right? Yeah. Not that much. Uh, and I was like, oh, this this show was thinking some interesting stuff Yeah. yeah. there at the end. So you got me, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then what did Barkley do? He said, end program or send, yeah. yep, to he's see. He's just like, just to be, be sure, he's just like, is, is he right? I'll just say in program, and then nothing happens. He's like, everything's fine. <laughs> he thinks. He thinks, but he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't have the power in this version of the holodeck. That's right. right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, we could be in one. We could. We could. It's pretty cool. So I will uh, I will say that that's pretty cool. Um, typically, when I end the show, I ask the guest, or guests, plural, uh, that th- I tell them they get 30 seconds that they get to pitch why people out there should watch Star Trek The Next Generation and what is so great about it. Since there's two of you, I'll give you guys a little more time, like maybe 45 <laughs> seconds. But just, you know, if someone was like, really, you want me to watch that? Like, what's good about it? Why should I give it a try? Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> you get a whole universe worth of uh, um, storylines, uh, and when they run out of that, they go to the hollow deck and they can <laughs> add in even more universe. But like the acting, I think is is some of the best for a Star Trek series. And of course, you've got Patrick Stewart, who they weren't even going to cast at first because he was bald, but he's just such a good actor that they were like, "We gotta, we gotta take him," and he. He just controls that show. Yeah, and then uh, Jonathan Frakes as William Riker is is fun, and um, I mean the whole cast is Everyone is pretty nails, solid. Nails their roles. Uh, Wesley Crusher is great at being hateable. Well, yeah, Will Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton. Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't know that either. I'm gonna have to go back and watch some of these old episodes. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Some of them are goofy. Some of them are pretty heartfelt. Some of them are uh, exciting. Um, 
And then, yeah. The, you have Deanna Troy. She loves eating sundaes. Yeah, mean, she loves chocolate. And like you said, Whoopi Goldberg's, Whoopi Goldberg's in there. In there. You know, just because she wants to be. Like, that's how good the show is. If a show's so good that Whoopi Goldberg, at like the height of Whoopi Goldberg's, like. Let, yeah, let me go know. play a non, like, super comedic character. Like a kind of. Let me just be a bartender who gets to, like, show yeah. up and, like, give She's advice. She's a bartender? Yeah. yeah. That's her role? That's her I role. I never knew that. Yeah. But she's, like, a... She's, like, a counselor bartender kind of thing. Like, yeah. some, she's an alien species that's kind of, like, empathic or, or oh. something. But... Yeah. Um, she knows what's up. She always tells them what they need to hear. She was in Generations. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do recall that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you've got... You've got Data pretty... a cat. <laughs> That's a great reason to keep watching. It, a lot of it, though, a lot of the stuff that Star Trek deals with is uh, pretty pretty well exemplified in this show, I think, because you've got uh, dealing with things like big things bigger than than Planets. just like yeah, like let's fly starships and shoot each other with phasers. It's um, one of the sh- one of the episodes we almost picked was Measure of a Man, which I think is second season uh but it D- data is kind of put on trial to figure out whether or not he has rights as a being mm-hmm. uh because some people wanted to like take him and experiment on him because he wasn't a quote unquote person and picard had to defend him and his right to exist as a you know uh a being basically and so you know you get you get like really big themes yeah. that they tackle and they do it pretty well and like I was talking about that one um, episode where they had to communicate learn you know how to do that yeah. uh, just all, all kinds of, of big themes are explored and mm-hmm. and done well I think but if you watch like three episodes and you don't like it that's okay yeah like, you yeah. probably won't like it <laughs> it probably won't then, be my and favorite. It just show. kind of pulls the rug out no, at the end. Like, no. I don't know. Because whenever someone's like, I guess I've been, I don't know. But people are like, why should I watch this? They're like, oh, I think that's terrible. I was like, well, then don't watch it. Yeah. yeah. So. No, this one, this particular episode had an almost Twilight Zone type feel, though, yeah, with that true. ending. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It's, and it exists within itself. Like, I didn't need all of the background of hey, here's what happened yeah. in the last six seasons. And yeah, yeah that, is a, that is a selling point. Is that I will say that like if you're like oh god, I don't watch Star Trek, but like Star Trek randomly appears, you can watch pretty, pretty much, much any. any. Like there there are some two part episodes. Sure. But like any episode, they're like they they are for the most part pretty self contained. Yeah. Although if you if you have the patience to stick with it, I think you really end up enjoying the character progression and the relationships that are built in there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that becomes a big part of it, and especially like when we were watching Deep Space Nine, like that became a huge part of it too. Yeah. Just the the character relationships and the you know the building that they've done in that, and so I think you know that's one thing that Star Trek has going for it is its longevity, and so they've got a lot of time to. Will Explore they or won't those. They? The Rachels and Rosses of space. There you go. That's what Deanna Troy and Riker are. It's just like, oh boy. Because they, they start episode one like, oh, they have history. Who knew? Well, I will stay tuned for that to find out what happens. Will there. you watch another episode? I will. I'm, I want to watch The Measure of a Man. 
Uh, it's right. pretty, I do. It sounds like a good, a good one. one. It's a pretty good one. Considering I'm the one who's like, well, just kill the robots. Who cares? <laughs> um, so maybe I'll learn something. Uh, maybe I'll learn something about the measure of a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but that one sounds good. So I'm going to try it. But, all right. All right. Well, thank you, Annie and David Flora, for uh, joining me today. And uh, thank you much. Thank, thank you for having us. us. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Might See TV. We hope you enjoyed yourself. And if you did, we hope you'll go on to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you very much and have an excellent rest of your day. Thank you.